since all you hear right now is us crunching. Uh, yeah. Like, like you were asking, what's a good podcasting snack? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know. Peanuts? Peanuts? Is but, that too crunchy? Not, not, well, you know, but it's not as crunchy as fucking, as fucking, yeah, yeah. as this. Because this is just, this is horrendous yeah, to yeah. listen to. You know what's probably one step worse than this? Pistachios. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, peel the pistachios, the fucking seeds go everywhere, or yeah. the shells. You just have a fucking cake, man. A big fucking, like a fucking cake. Mm-hmm. Like with marzipan on it, mm-hmm. and fucking cream and perfect. But then you would hear the spoon cutting down through the cake and down to the plate, like ding, scratching ding. on the plate. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to have like a rubber plate or paper plate. But this is just chips. It's god awful. It's god awful. Yeah. How do you like my setup here? Look at this. So unprofessional. Uh, the, the, the chips thing is yeah. so. so but, but look at this. Uh, a mug of coffee. Mm-hmm. A glass, of, a glass of bourbon and Coke, mm-hmm. and a glass of water. Mm-hmm. That's super professional. Like mm-hmm. I, I stay like alert with the coffee. You stay happy and loose, fun to deal with. Yeah, yeah. and the water is for my throat. Super professional. Face? Jonah Hill? Yeah. He lost a fucking weight. Yeah, he did. There's a funny thing about Jonah Hill because he was like the fat guy in those silly comedies. Mm-hmm. And then he did like, what was the movie? Moneyball with Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. And he got fucking Oscar nominated. <laughs> he was still the fat dude. He was still the fat dude. Yeah. But he got Oscar nominated. Mm-hmm. So now he's Oscar nominated and thin. Mm-hmm. Not okay, man. You're fucking with my <laughs> worldview. World Can't just change shit like that. It's weird, but it's impressive. It's it's motivating, right? I mean, I guess out of all the different like reasons you could be typecast, like if you're the fat funny one, right? You so, can always be funny, but what do you do when you're no longer the fat dude? <laughs> if so, if you're sick of being the fat funny one, be the thin serious one. Yeah, I mean. Really, that's what he's going to do. He can't do the same roles now. How's that for a comeback? Not not that he ever needed a comeback or did a comeback. He just changed. But, you know, imagine if he was like the fat, funny one. Mm-hmm. And he did a bunch of movies. And the first... the first Absolutely bombs is the thin series one. <laughs> so his comeback is coming back as the fat, funny one. It was sort of like Jim Carrey, right? Yeah. Jim Carrey was the, the funny dude. And then he wanted to be... Something other than just the comedian. The, yeah. The rubber face. Yeah. So he tried to do some serious roles. And he did that good, I gotta say. But nobody ever took him serious as a serious role guy. I like, did. Ah, Have you fucking know. seen Man on the Moon? Yeah, but still. <laughs> but still, like, he, he hasn't done a lot of those roles, because, like, honestly, nobody can take him seriously. That dude is always 
gonna be fucking Ace Ventura. I think that's just you. No, I don't think it's just me. <laughs> I, I, and, and he knows it too, which is why he's gone off the deep end and into this like <laughs> philosophical. But he hasn't. I'm not here. He hasn't done. I'm any... not a person. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He hasn't really done any movies like the past five six years. He he, tur- he was in Kick Ass too as the villain, but that's about it. I'm sure he's done something, but nothing too high profile. Well, exactly. Huh? Well, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's sort of my point. Because if he he can no longer be the the funny man. Well, maybe he just got fucking tired of acting. I don't. I think he took the whole putting different faces on and took it a little bit to the extreme. You think so? Yeah. Have you seen his interviews with him where he's going off on a tangent about that? Yeah, he's <laughs> he's kind of out there, but no. But I mean, if you listen to what he's saying. He's talking about, you know, everybody wears faces. We're all just, you know, different perspectives of the same Or maybe he's just trying to pretend to be really out there to fuck with the interviewer. No, 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 I don't think so. You don't think so? No, there's been a bunch of interviews with him. That, that was... But they made a documentary, mm-hmm. like, recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I Am Andy. Mm-hmm. Like, about him and when he made, he made the movie, Man on the Moon, and how he, like felt that the character of Andy Kaufman like came too close to that character you know I don't really know what the documentary is about but it's about that it's about him taking on that face and being like not comfortable with that I think yeah I have to see the documentary so there's probably some somebody out there right now and well my point is he's going on this sort of like artsy thing where yeah where he he's sort of taking a uh a stance against the whole, you know, the fact that everybody is just different layers of facade. Yeah. You never really actually know anybody. He's not anybody. Nobody's anybody. Everybody's just uh, what they choose to show outwards in a particular yeah, yeah. place and time. And and, and it, it makes some sense. I'm just saying that, that this is, he's going off on a tangent from the funny man rubber face dude. And, and I think that's because he's... You know, it's sort of like this Jonah Hill thing where like he's he can't go back now. Yeah. Unless unless he's just preparing for a comeback. But I, again, this is you know like a, a Jim Carrey comeback that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, a, a Jim Carrey comeback would be. I don't know what the, the, the he did do Dumb and Dumber too. Yeah. Oh, so so. What's a good comeback? Mel Gibson is a good comeback. Like Mel Gibson, like. Was recorded saying what kinds of racist, heinous shit. And that whole. He's a whole flaming of... anti Semite, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. That, that clip is just. I, I don't know, it's like a contest between that clip and. Um, what's his face? Batman. Oh. When he like had a meltdown on the set of Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're fucking lights, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, um, but th- that that was just like, all right, he, he's a nutcase having him out on a, on a movie set. But Mel Gibson was like, that was like a private phone call, like holy shit. And he did. Here's the it thing. makes perfect sense though, because he, he made Passion of the Christ, which is all about how the Jews stabbed Jesus in the back. And so he, if, he, if he's deep Christian, like, it makes some sense, right? That he would carry some of that animosity and... and... Like a deep passion project for him. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, I, I think. And here's the thing with Mel, Mel Gibson. As a director, I've always liked him. I liked him as an actor, but I liked him even more as a director. And when he directed Braveheart, I was like, oh shit, this is awesome. But I really liked his direction in Passion of the Christ. I liked how the movie, like the cinematography in it, and like like the feel and look of it. And then he did uh, Apocalypto, mm-hmm. and that movie's fucking awesome. And then he did this whole shit with this anti-Semite thing, and he just went away for a while. But now he's back. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, and it says a lot about it's a great redemption story. Hollywood loves a redemption. Oh story. God, do they ever? Yeah. So I wonder how many dicks did he have to suck to get that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I wonder when. Because you know, there's been a lot of casting couch sessions with him <laughs> afterwards. Now, right? You, you mean he went into a Harvey Weinstein's office? Well, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, uh, you know, Harvey, I, can, I need to make movies again. I can imagine him, him, you know, calling around and his agent calling around, and then finally getting a call back and like, Mel, look, uh, I, I might have gotten a part for you. But you need to go to the office and, 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 and do the interview. He's like, really? All right, okay. And he goes and he shows up at the office. Hi, you know, I'm Gibson. I'm here for the interview. I'm like, oh, just have a seat, sir. And then he sits there. You know, he's looking through the newspaper. The clock is ticking loudly on the wall. There's this soft, low-key music in the background. And then you hear footsteps on carpet. You know, the heavy set footsteps as they approach, right? And the door opens, and, and it's Mr. Weinstein, right? And he's like, oh, uh, Mel, right this way, right this way. And so he puts down the, the, the newspaper a little, you know, ginger a little nervously, and he rises up, and he goes past the secretary, who just is, is turning on her ignore-everything mode. You can, you can see the look on her face, right? And If walks, I don't see anything, I have total deniability. <laughs> exactly, right? And, and so he walks into the room, the door closes, and there is that leather couch. <laughs> right? <laughs> have a seat. <laughs> Have a seat, Mel. He sits down on the couch, and then, and then you know, Harvey glides up right next to him on the couch, and he's like, in his robe, dressed yeah, in his yeah, robe. He, he puts on his robe, slides down next to him under the couch, and he's like, Mel, we've both been in this business a while. You know how this is gonna go down. You want to spread your ass cheeks now or later? <laughs> I I can totally see that in front of me. I don't know yeah. if it's. I don't know what that says have, about me. Have you seen the movie he directed with um, Jesus Christ? I keep forgetting the, the World War One movie. Like we, he, he directed like a year ago. That's what that was. He he came back with acting in a movie that I can't remember. But then he also directed a movie that was like nominated for an Oscar like last year or two years ago. Hacksaw Ridge. Yes, that, that's the one. And he, he's, he is talking about uh, directing a sequel to uh, Passion of the Christ. Holy shit. Andrew Garfield and Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. Oh, honestly, man. This dude is... But you know he, he's going to get a comeback. He is in Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. But the thing with Sam Worthington is <laughs> that he is the most nondescript actor mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's He's right. been in so many huge titles. Yeah. And he's so nondescript. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't stand out the, the slightest. No. Like, you could make a movie filled entirely with, with Sam Worthington's, yeah. and nobody would notice. No. He has no charisma. None. Right? None. Or, or, or he's, like, the perfect actor. No. What do we know? He just, no. It just blends perfectly to any role. 
Yeah, okay, maybe but, but so. But he's also not noteworthy whatsoever. No, <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, I, I want to see a character that I can, like, hook on to emotionally in some shape or form. And I don't do that to him. And believe you me, that's not going to be a comeback story. Who asked to see Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5? <laughs> Who did? That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. And someone is giving me giving James Cameron like a gazillion of millions of dollars. All right, do that. Well, I you know. Then again, I trust James Cameron. He has not proved me wrong. Yeah, and this is the age of of the franchise, <sighs> sure, right? Sure, but and you can you can thank Marvel for that because every 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 half good idea is not going to get a five six movie deal. Yeah, but should they? That's that the thing. Indeed, is the question. <laughs> that, that indeed is, is the question. But like we were talking earlier, there's an Alvin and the Chipmunks 5, right? Yeah. So how does that fucking happen? Yeah, I tell you that. Right? You make it really fucking cheap, and it makes it money. its money back. Yeah. Well, they exactly. And then some. Yeah, but that's what I'm thinking. Like, it's the same thing with this fucking Avatar. And but who will... Uh, Avatar was fucking 2009. No, so when matter. 2 comes out, it's been a know. fucking decade. Yeah. And, but that's when they start again. That's a, a, another comeback story. Right? This is the one movie. Maybe. They wait a decade and then boom, 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 boom. Five, six movies. I liked Avatar. I I liked it as a movie. But did did I like it so much that I've been fucking jonesing for it for ten years? (laughs) Like, I hope they make a fucking sequel. I don't give a fuck. Okay, so another example. Yeah. I would say um, The Hunger Games. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so... The Hunger Games, everybody was talking about, like, when the first movie came out. Like, holy shit, this is just a straight rip-off off of the, uh, uh, the, the Japanese. Is it a Korean movie? Or is it Japanese? It was Japanese. All right. Um, Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, straight rip-off of Battle Royale. And indeed, the first movie is straight jack rip-off it is. of Battle Royale. But yes. here's what the Hunger Games did. It expanded upon that. And, and so granted, like even in the first book, it expanded upon it, but like they built a universe. Yeah. yeah, and so you know, it, it's not just that that one movie. You had you know all the other movies following onto it, and so the the major criticism that at least I and a lot of other people had on Avatar is that this is a straight rip off of Pocahontas because mm-hmm. it yeah. is right story wise. Yeah, yeah, story wise. Yeah, exactly. So are a shit ton of other movies. Well, well, yeah, you have dances with the wolves, and, and well, it's, it's well like, the point is like, yeah. like it's a, it's a, it's a very, very uh, simple story. You know, this sort of native woman, a native uh, tribe, and then this westerner coming in from the outside, yeah. and you know, he yeah. starts seeing it from their side, but then betrays them, and then there's a turn, and he betrays the betrayer, and uh, so we've seen it all before. But but so they're doing a Hunger Games. And they're taking, yes, yes, we copied the shit out of this one single idea, but now we're going to make four, five, six movies out of it, and we're going to create the deeper universe and a longer story. Yes. And, and that can work. It worked for Hunger Games, and I'm sure it'll yeah. work for fucking Avatar. Batman as a franchise? Boy, did that make a comeback. True fucking story. Like, 89, Tim Burton's Batman with Michael Keaton. We, we, we see that as young, young kids, and we're like, oh, this is awesome. It's the dark Batman. <laughs> Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson it's, a, it's the dark Batman it's amazing it's not like that campy bullshit that they had on TV in the 60s this is raw and then they make but it's that. still fucking Tim Burton oh my god and, and, <laughs> and then they make like a second one which is even weirder <laughs> with Catwoman and Penguin 
and then it just goes off the deep end. And it's it's like the third one where you have Val Kilmer as Batman, Jim Carrey as the fucking Riddler, and Tommy Lee Jones as the fucking Two Face. And no, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, that, that's the, the next. One. That's the next one. Uh, that's hilarious. And it started like the movie started to like emulate a modern take on the '60s TV show. Yeah, that can't be. And it's really evident in the last one they did, mm-hmm. uh, which is Batman and Robin. Which watching it, chill out. Like listen, to, like the amount of characters like, watching that. Mister Freeze, mm-hmm. Uma Thurman as fucking Poison Ivy, uh, Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl, Chris O'Donnell as Robin, George Clooney as Batman. <laughs> like five fucking characters. Hilarious. And, and, and Bane is in it. Is Bane fucking in it? Bane is fucking in it! No. Yes, and it's it's the comic book Bane. Gee, I don't remember that. I it's, don't remember that at all. It's the comic book Bane where he like pumps up his muscles with some... He takes some venom. Yeah. And boom. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. It's amazing. Yeah, so I mean, on, on with this as a background, I thought it was a really iffy when they, when they made the first like Dark Knight movie. Yeah, Batman Begins. Yeah. It's real, but because Batman and Robbie essentially killed the superhero genre. <laughs> Granted, that was the only movies they were making in the superhero genre was like Batman movies. But for a couple of years, nobody did a fucking movie with a Dude in a Cape. It took Chris Nolan with fucking Batman Begins. That was really good. Yeah, and apparently he wanted to call it. Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Begins. But nobody uh, would go see it. No, you gotta have Batman in the title. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they call it the Dark Knight Trilogy, even though only two movies in the trilogy are called Dark Knight. <laughs> but those movies are really good. I, I recently rewatched The Dark Knight. Mm. That's a good fucking movie. It's really good. It's really good. It's really good. And And I gotta say, like, when I watched it the first one or two times, I was really hesitant about having the whole Harvey Dent part of the. Uh, I still am. Yeah, but but doesn't really matter. Well, well, so so here's the thing. I I find that it works really well. Like like yeah, I'm I'm warming up to it. Hmm. It's taken me you know three watches, but but I really I think it works really really well. All right. I think that it makes perfect sense as like one of the one of the things to, that the Joker does. But does he have to be Two Face? That's that's my thing. I, I just felt it unnecessary to introduce that character like that. Like, no, I mean because well, okay. So I, I get it if you're if you're looking at it in the context of the old school Batman, where Two Face was this like recurring character. Yeah. Right, and so you you have this this context of the character that that you know just having him introduced as Two-Face pulls with it and like you know when they like did the trailer and they they showed him in the trailer oh yeah oh my god Two-Face is in it Mm -hmm. right but that's not the role he plays no it's not right so so I mean if you just look at it purely on on face value of what is in the Dark Knight there is no like legacy of the Two-Face that is not lived up to Mm. there's just the fall of Harvey Dent. Yeah. 
which which makes perfect sense. For a, l- a lot of the, the Dark Knight is taken from a graphic novel called uh, the Long Batman, the Long Halloween, mm-hmm. uh, which is essentially the origin, uh, retelling of the origin of uh, Two Face, and that in Harvey Dent as a character like half the graphic bo- graphic novel, he is just Harvey Dent and he's helping Batman, he's helping Gordon, and they have like a relationship. Those three characters, and then he falls. Uh, he doesn't die at the end, um, but you know he falls from grace. And I think the line "you either live long enough, you either die a hero, or you live long enough to become the villain." I think that line is taken from that book, uh, if I remember correctly. Also, okay. the, also the line "I believe in Harvey Dent" is mm-hmm. uh, that was a, a slogan of that graphic novel. Mm. Needless to say, it's an awesome movie, and for a long time. That movie is the pinnacle of like superhero movies, right? That's the that's the top. That's that, that's what you got to reach. Now, money wise, other movies because that at one point in time that movie was the highest gross go, grossest movie movie of all time. Now, other movies have since passed it, but quality wise, that was like I would say like only in my opinion. Like quality-wise, only one movie has like come up to it, and that that would be Logan. Um, in its like realistic, dark setting and mature themes and stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but and and I do like Logan, I do. But honestly, you can't argue with the results. The Dark Knight is number four on IMDb. Yeah, I know. Shawshank Redemption, Godfather, Godfather 2, The Dark Knight. Yes. 12 Angry Men, Schindler's yes. List. <laughs> that, is, that, 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 is, that is some fancy company <laughs> to have. It's really fucking fancy company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it, and it's a superhero movie. Yeah. With a dude dressed as a bat. <laughs> it's so silly, it should not work. But that movie just... That movie, I think, was the perfect storm. Of superhero movies, like the perfect storm of everything is coming together, hmm. and tragically, of course, Heath Ledger's death also played into it a, a bit, I, I, I suppose. But still, I mean, I, I don't. I, w- I would hope that it, it doesn't like impact the the, the scoring. At, no, the I don't think it does. I think it impacted like the first weekend. How many went to see it the first weekend? Mm. Maybe. I, I think that would be fair to say. But but yes. Mm. Information? What we got? We got... All right. So have you have you been watching the news at all lately? I mean... Because I remember like we were discussing like topics that we put in, in information. And you're like, the what now? <laughs> but when you told me about this, I... I that, that God, was, that's annoying. That, that's my vacuum cleaner. Um, Does it have to talk? <laughs> it tells you that it's charged, man. Who gives man. a shit? <laughs> I want to know that it's charged. Like, the thing is designed to be at home when you're not here and to clean. <laughs> what does it get to talk when it's done charging? So it makes can, zero sense. So I can start it again. God. So I can start it again. <sighs> All right. Anyway, okay. Don't be like that. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Yes, I've heard, I've heard, I have heard about this, but as news, it's hard to not like the news these days are so fucking. It's so much 
of everything. It's like I try to like find things that I like. All right, how important is this? Do do I need to like invest my time in learning about this and something? And how do you determine if 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 that you, is if you do. case by case <laughs> and mood by mood <laughs> and day by day scenario? There, there is no. Um, there is no uh, formula to, to, to my madness. Okay. Well, anyway, so the, the, the thing is, I think it was on the 4th of March, mm. this uh, former Russian and British spy, Sergei Skripal, and his daughter were poisoned in Salisbury, England. Yes. And, and so they were found by, like, some passerbys because they were, like, passed out unconscious on a, on a park bench. Mm-hmm. And... You know, eventually people were like, oh, are you okay? I think it was a nurse that passed by and a doctor and and they rushed him to the hospital or whatever. And, uh, and then after a while, people realized that, holy shit, these people might have been like poisoned or, or they appeared to be suffering from the effects of a nerve agent because they were like catatonic. And a nerve agent very much is this like chemical that attacks your nervous system and it prevents your, your nerves from receiving the, the signals from your brain. And and so these chemicals were were pretty hardcore and like developed during the the, the world wars. I God, I don't recall if it was like used in the first world war or if it came later on in the second one. But that's at least when when a lot of these like hardcore nerve agents were developed, where like it's a, a single th- drop in the atmosphere would kill yeah, it's every like, like a liquid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a liquid. So you can like smear it on shit. Yeah, but so this is what how the North Koreans' uh, brother was killed. Mm. Right, he was killed in in the uh, um, in an airport. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in Malaysia, I believe mm. it was in the Kuala Lumpur airport, and and these uh, uh, like Taiwanese chicks that had been like hired to think that they were pretend- like part of some like reality show. They like wiped the dude's face. They sprayed some shit on their hands or on a cloth and like wiped his wiped it on his face. Like, oh, it's just a prank. But turns out it was like VX poison gas, which is like one of the worst nerve agents available. Did the chicks die? No, 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 because because they had been like trained by these these people that like were pretending to be the the uh, the people running this like game show. Like, mm. oh yeah, and and once you do this, you have to go wash your hands. That's nice. So they ran and, and washed. That's their nice, hands. right? At least, yeah. So so they survived. <laughs> uh, but the the brother of the the North Dead Korean dictator, fuck. yeah, he died like a motherfucker. <laughs> but Sergey didn't die. Well, he's not dead yet. Right, right. So, so they were found catatonic on a bench. He and his daughter, his thirty-three-year-old daughter, and so he was this former British uh, or Russian spy who then like turned into a double agent for MI6, and then he was living under I don't know, like an assumed identity or whatever in, in the UK. And then his daughter, who was living in in Moscow, came to visit him, and yeah, and then shit went down. Anyways, yeah. So they they were looking around, and there was like a pub that they had been visiting, and like a restaurant. And uh, and people were, uh, uh, of course, they were looking around all all through Salisbury to sort of try to detect like, well, what is the pattern of the the poisoning? Like, had they been poisoned at the at the pub? And so there were yeah. a bunch of people that like went to the hospital and got checked out. Uh, the only other person that was seriously ill uh, was a police officer that actually went to the to uh, um, uh, Sergei Skripal's home, um, presumably to like look out, you know. Go to their house, figure out what happened, um, and so they've been like in a coma more or less, like up until uh, March twenty second, I think. No, no, no. Uh, 
Yeah, March 22nd is when the hosp- the, the police officer could leave the, the hospital. Um, and I think it was, let's see here, as of just like a couple of days ago, yeah, March 29th, Yulia had apparently woken up and is, is now a, conscious and talking. Um, but Sergei is like fucking out cold. And like there's there's a good re- – there's a good um, a good likelihood that he's going to be, you know, like catatonic the rest of his life, more or less. And like, it's still, his uh, uh, he's got like old grandparents or some shit, like in in Russia, and nobody's told them yet because like his hmm. mother has a, like a weak heart, and they're afraid that she's going to die if she like finds out that he's been poisoned. Anyway, so it's turned into a huge diplomatic row where, of course, the UK. Uh, because there, there's this like uh, chemical weapons laboratory that had analyzed the the nerve agent, and they discovered that it was the what's called the Novichok nerve agent. And the Novichok nerve agent, uh, well, that's loud. Yeah, Novichok nerve agent uh, means newbie, uh, which is apparently like a, a a Russian version of the the VX poison gas. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and so it's it's a Russian chemical weapon that's been discovered to have been used to poison this Russian double agent but, in the but, UK. But, but the Russians hasn't, has nothing to do with this, of course. Well, obviously, I mean, <laughs> if you ask the Russians. But, but so there's – because it's, it's a, a Russian nerve agent and the UK uh, uh, chemical weapons laboratory says like, well, like there are markers like in the chemical agent that tell you like how it was prepared and like the method of preparation tells you a little bit about where it was prepared and like who did it. And so based on that, you could say, like, well, yeah, it's, it's probably done in, in, in Russia. And so now it's turned in it, – it's – the situation has exploded even more where there's been, like, diplomats that have been, like, ejected from, uh, uh, like, a 20 uh, – I don't know if it's 20, but, but a good number of countries at least. Mm. And so the Russians are, of course, saying, like, oh, this is not something that we've done. <laughs> maybe it was the UK. Maybe it was the Brits that, that poisoned this guy. Or maybe yeah. it was the Swedes. Maybe Sweden poisoned this guy. <laughs> Why would and, we poison him? And the Swedes are like, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, and and it's not like the the Russians don't have a history of, of no. poisoning people. Uh, for instance, you had the uh, Alexander uh, Alexander Litvinenko who was poisoned uh, with the radioactive polonium in in London just uh, like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so they've got a, a good fucking history of, of poisoning people. And that's just one of them. There's a, a bunch of and, other poisonings as well. Here's the thing. Like, when he started working with the fucking Brits, like, he allegedly had blown the cover of 300 Russian agents. Yeah, so one could one, one would think <laughs> that, yeah, they've got some pretty good reason to be pissed at this dude. Yeah. And not only that, but like... Uh, his wife died, and but she died of cancer, right? Yeah, but like, guess what happens if you get poisoned, like with with radioactive substances? You get cancer. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's completely, Ooh. maybe it's completely unrelated. I haven't looked into it. I'm just saying, like, like uh, after he turned double agent for the UK uh, and got handed over People in this, start, like, started fucking dying. Yeah, and and he got handed over to the uh, uh, so yeah, so he was working as a, a double agent in Russia, in Moscow, working in their their. Um, uh, as a uh, uh, a spy in the uh, oh jeez what's it called it's not called the the KGB but it's the uh, MI6 no 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 that's the Brits that's, that's the Brits yeah. right FSB oh, okay yeah all right so he's working for the the, the FSB or the GRU sorry uh, GRU what's that what's that sound for G- fuck I don't know uh, military intelligence more or less 
And so he's he's working in Moscow and he's reporting and, and handing over information to the to the Brits. And then of course the Russians find out about it, get pissed, and and they jail him for like twenty years. And then there's this like exchange of spies between the UK and and Russia. And yeah, he's, it's he's called like the illegals program spy swap, uh-huh. <laughs> which is. <laughs> Like it's like wife swap, but spies. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and this is something that happens from time to time, of course. Uh, really? Yeah, that's like a common thing. Yeah. Well, so, so have you ever heard of a number station? No. Okay. So, like during the the Second World War, um, these radio stations started surfacing where people are like just reading random numbers. Okay. Yeah. And 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 so there's a bunch of them, and then there's like a, a the Russian ones. I think it's it's just like Morse code, more or less. And these number stations are still around. They're still going. Really? Yeah, yeah. And so these are used to communicate with spies. And so the spies, they, they like tune in at specific times or whatever. And then they just read those random numbers. And they have like a, 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 a password or a key with them already. Yeah. And so all they need to do is, is add the, the random numbers to the, the, the key that they have. And their secret message is decoded. Right? And the great thing with these number stations is that they're just broadcasted. Uh, in the airwaves, right? So anybody can pick them up, and you can't detect somebody picking them up. Um, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, but so, like, <laughs> this whole, like, really deep undercover spy shit is still ongoing, obviously, because those yeah. number yeah, stations yeah, yeah. haven't shut down. No. Which means there's, sta- there's spies all over the place that are still utilizing these number stations. So, like it's a thing. Like, a, like some movie shit, man. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of um, cool. And sometimes they swap fucking spies. yeah. Like, spies hey, we, we got a spy, you got a spy, we want yours, you get ours. Yeah, exactly. Nice. And it's all all depending on who, if, like, can we, like, uh, does it profit us more um, to get their spy? Than well, I mean, the sooner you get your spies back, the, the less likely they are to, to do a lot of talking, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So so anyway so there's there's good reason to for the Russians to want to get rid of this guy. Of course, if you ask the Russians in in like interviews and stuff, they'll say like, "Well, we don't give a shit about this guy." And they've got a you know partially, I will say that they do have a point. Like, look, there's so many like political dissidents and, and opponents or whatever that are making a lot of noise or living in other countries, and they're perfectly mm-hmm. safe. They're they're not dying, right? Like, why would we give a shit about this guy? I mean, then yeah, to that the fact that he like betrayed so many fucking agents. You don't have to give a shit about this guy. But, you know, it's not uncommon for fucking Russians to hold a fucking grudge. Like, you don't have to get rid of him. But maybe you just fucking want to. <laughs> so, I mean, the thing that's really interesting is, of course, like, the, the poisoning of Litvinenko was... Uh, they were using radioactive polonium. And polonium, again, is interesting because it's not something that's easy to get a hold of. It, it's this, like, byproduct of, like, production of, of uh, like, nuclear weapons or nuclear power plants. And really, so, you know there's very few countries that, that, that have access to it. One of them is Russia, of course. And this guy is this, you know, former Russian spy that, that turned to the U.K. And then he ends up being poisoned with polonium. So it's, like, a pretty good fingerprint of there's, you know, very few countries that could have done this. Like, probable cause. Yeah, well, there, there's yeah, there's probable cause uh, to be sure. Like, it's a big, it's a pretty like, decent smoking gun. It's like playing Clue. Who yeah. has the motive? Yeah, yeah. Well, not just the motive, but obviously the capability, right? Fucking so, Vlad over there. Yeah, but yeah, but, but I mean, the point is like, if he just Vlad in the kitchen if, if with the syringe. Show, if he just shown up with a bullet in his head, right? So it could have been fucking anybody for any fucking reason. 
Yeah. But the fact that he's killed with the substance is very difficult to get. And, and, and it's a highly controlled substance mm-hmm. uh, that narrows the, the number of likely suspects down to almost one. Right? So it's almost, it's almost like we're not going to admit we do it, but we want you to know well, exactly. we did it. Right. And that's why the use of the Novichok nerve agent is so interesting because the, the, the Novichok nerve agent was this Russian nerve agent that was developed. And, and so it's, it's designed to be Russian, you know? <laughs> And, and, and so this is pretty interesting. So the Novichok nerve agents were designed to achieve four objectives, right? The first is to be undetectable using the standards of the 1970s and 80s. Number two is to defeat NATO chemical protective gear. And number three, to be safer to handle for the, the agents using it. And then to circumvent the Chemical Weapons Convention list of controlled precursors, chemicals, classes of chemical and physical form. So... And they're binary weapons. So you have yeah. these like two agents and you mix them together and then they become extremely dangerous. So the idea and, – and so they've been able to trace it down now the, by like look, detecting the levels of this agent at various places. They were able to trace it down to the front – the door handle of the front door of the uh, – uh, um, of Sergei Skripal's uh, flat or house. So someone smeared that shit. Yeah. On the fr- yeah. yeah. And so he's got huge quantities on his right hand and his daughter has huge quantities on her left hand. And he's right-handed, she's left-handed. There you so go. Yeah. So that, that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. And the fact that they both got sick at, at largely the same time means that, like, yeah. So, yeah. like, they put it on, somebody put it on the handle. Uh, maybe she came by, grabbed the handle, and then when they left, he grabbed the handle. He closed, closed the, door. the door, yeah. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up. But he, he's, he's not dead, and neither is she, right? Right, but now she's she, she's woken up and apparently she's conscious and talking. But I don't know necessarily how much that's going to help, um, because yeah. what is she going to say, right? Yeah. And 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 so here's an interesting thing. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's the most likely and most probable answer is of course that that the Russians did this, um, but it could also be like, well, shit, like maybe. Maybe these Russian agents have access to these chemicals um, for whatever reason. Like, maybe yeah. he brought it with him. Mm. Why would he do that? Well, it's sort of like when the secret agents get the cyanide pill. All right, all right. Okay. Use it on itself. Yeah, or like an accent. Or fucking, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, there, there could be other other ways. And, other facts. Yeah, also the fact that, that yeah. it's a Russian agent is a, a Russian chemical agent does not necessarily and specifically mean that it was the Russians that did it. Again, because it 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 is an agent that has been known since the end of the Cold War. It also means that like, well, others could synthesize it. Uh, but again, like, so there's the the uh, the UK Chemical Weapons Laboratory. They've uh, given like given a report that points towards Russia being the ones that, that made this one, mm-hmm. um, and then the, uh, the 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 international group for the prohibition of chemical weapons they've also now like gone to to the UK and taken part uh, of the uh, the evidence that the the UK specialists have put together. So I'm sure they're going to come to a, their own and independent conclusion. Uh, it I'm assuming it's going to point. Quite heavily towards Russia as well, um, but again, like the the Russian argument is that 
Yeah, you know, any, anybody at this point could have done it. <laughs> Which, you know, maybe, but not likely. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. And, you know, what what is Putin going to say? He's like, I don't know. Someone else did it. I didn't do it. Well, he he did say something a little bit weird, which was like, "Oh, you know, maybe uh, maybe this double agent has been poisoned by his own words." You know, this sort of thing. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> Putin is pretty hardcore. Yeah. Uh, Icarus. Yeah, have you seen that? I have not. Everybody says I should see it. Oh my god, it's so good. So, so Icarus. <laughs> Speaking is, of Russians, so, yeah, yeah. So Icarus is so amazing because the the premise is is it's like this happy accident because this guy wanted to make a documentary about cycling, right? So this guy is he's, he's like he's not a professional cycler by any stretch of the imagination, but he's this like enthusiast, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he's competed some. And he's done all right. But what really annoyed him was the fact that, that for the longest time, Lance Armstrong was like his hero. <laughs> yeah. Right? And all these other guys, they got caught for, for, with cheating, and Lance Armstrong just didn't. And then he did. Yes. And, and the, the, the big turn there was that, like, well, shit. How could he have not gotten caught for so long? Everybody else got caught. No, 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 no that, that's not the point. How could he not have gotten caught for so long? Yeah. So what that means is that obviously the 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 testing doesn't work. Yeah. Obviously. Well, yeah, or he knows something somebody else doesn't know. But, but the point is the same. The testing doesn't work. Yes. Full stop. Mm-hmm. And and so that that's that's where the the journey begins, right? Because that that means that you never know if anybody is, is, is cheating or not. So this guy decides to cheat. And to so he, he wants to do a cycling race without cheating. And then he wants to do a race where he is cheating. And he wants just to show that the, the amount of performance improvement that you can get with cheating and that you can still get away with it. Yeah. And so he, he contacts a bunch of experts to help him pull mm-hmm. off this caper. And, of course, the only, the only reason... Like, of course, this is morally repugnant, but the only way that he's able to like get away with it really is the fact that well, he's not a professional. He's not professional. Cycling. Sure. Yes. But even in the the the, the non professional, they still like test you, right? Uh, yeah. So he calls in a bunch of experts and and he tells them what the idea is, and then he wants to like expose or or, or highlight the 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 errors in the in the in the testing process and all this other stuff. And of course, the, this American guy working for the anti-doping agency is like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll help you. And then after a while, he calls him back. He's like, look, it would be so friggin' unethical for me to help you cheat. <laughs> but I know a guy. I know a guy. I know a guy. Famous words. <laughs> and this guy that he knows is, is a Russian. And this Russian guy, so he, he calls up this Russian guy. He's like, hey, look, and he explains what he's wanting to do. And, and he says, like, will you help me cheat? And the Russian guy goes, yeah, yeah sure, no problem. I'll help you out. Don't yeah. worry. No worries. So, so he sets him up on a drug routine. He sets him in, and he tells him, like, how to, to, to pick and, and do the drugs in a way 
such that he won't get caught in the tests. And he helps him, like, well, to, to put away urine samples and all this other shit so that he can game the system and get the most out of it. And they set up the not just the, the doping regime with the, the type and number of drugs, but exactly how to do the whole thing, right? And so he gets, like, a, a team of experts to, like, really help him push himself to the max and do all this stuff to, to, to really make this effective cheat. And who, who is this Russian guy? Who? He's the head of the Russian anti-doping lab. <laughs> that is amazing. It's amazing, right? <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, like, it seems to, to not, like, trigger any sort of, of like, signal mm. in this guy's head that I am the, 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 the director of the Russian anti-doping lab and I'm helping a guy dope. Like, that does not seem to trigger any response in his brain whatsoever. You want to win? I make you win. Yeah. But, of course. But, I mean, and so that tells you one thing. And, and, and the thing it tells you is that, obviously, this is so normal to him. Yes. Yeah. That, that why wouldn't he do it? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, and that signal, to me, at that time, like, when this moment he says, okay, it just, it just confirms everything we've heard about the Russian doping scandal. <laughs> Yeah, because no if the shit. head of the laboratory is willing to, to help you out for shits and giggles on his free time, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's just it's a, it's mind blowing, and and so but this is but doesn't he like uh, but this is the start of the documentary? Yeah, and, doesn't, and so, doesn't so, he react to the fact that they're filming all this? No, <laughs> no, the balls. Well, 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 so so this is the start of the documentary, yeah. and so what happens? So the movie is not about this guy. Um, you know, winning a cycling race through doping right? became something else. Because what what happens is the timing of this is is the happy accident. Because as this is happening, the the Olympics in was it Sochi yeah. happens where where there's a ton of fucking doping going on. Pyeongchang. What? Where was the Olympics? Well, never well recently it was in South Korea. Yeah. Then. And before that, it, the Winter Olympics yes. was in Sochi, yeah. which is in, in, in Russia. All right. Yes. Right. Um, no. And and so, um, yeah. And before the, and, and then in between that, it was the Summer Olympics in uh, in Rio. Yes. And I forget exactly which of the the, the Olympics it was the Sochi or if it was the the Rio Olympics that was the the big thing. But at, at any rate, like while they're making this documentary, it it, it becomes. Uh, it comes to the surface that the Russians have been involved with a bunch of doping, and and so all of a sudden, like you know, police and other uh, well, not not police, but you know, these these anti-doping agents start showing up all over this Russian dude's laboratory while he's trying to help this other guy, you know, cheat the doping tests. <laughs> and, and he's like, okay, look, I'm sorry, uh, urine samples a little bit late. We had to hide them. There's all these agents looking around, so we have to uh, we have to. Uh, lay low for a little bit. Uh, don't worry, no problems. Uh, we're used to this. Uh, we're used to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more or less. <laughs> I, and, and so things things take a, a turn, and and it becomes sort of a story following uh, the, this 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 guy as the world around him collapses, and and the spotlight, the international spotlight, is shown on him squarely as the top non political guy. <sighs> Involved at the head of this Russian anti-doping thing, and and so this guy's always saying, like he's saying the whole time, like, well, yeah, I mean, the sports minister who's like a, a good friend of Putin's, like, 
he's the one telling us to do all this shit. I'm just the 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 guy at the head of the laboratory. Yeah. Uh, another interesting point that, that that comes through in this movie is, of course, the fact that uh, he talks about like, yeah, when he was in school, he he was a a, a runner, mm. uh, and and yeah, he cheated too. Like he doped. His mom helped him dope. Like, like he's been doing it. He's, it. It's such a part of the culture. If you have access to things that can make you better or give you an edge, you take it. Why would you not take it? Yeah, but and, it's and, there. Yeah, and 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 the thing that gets me is that it's such <coughs> it's so ingrained in the culture that of course you would cheat, and 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 that's why it becomes su- such a no brainer that of course the whole Russian Olympic team is is fucking cheating. <laughs> of course they are. Because why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Because you and me, like, in our culture, we talk about, like, if you cheat, you haven't really won. Right? If you do something to give you an edge that's not okay within the rules of whatever sport you participate in, and you win, you haven't really won. Hmm. It's frowned upon. Because you've been fucking cheating. Yeah. You're not the best. You're best at hiding that you cheated. Right. <laughs> you know? But it was funny because like when, when, when Lance Armstrong got caught, they were looking at, well, okay, so if we're not going to give the, the medals or the glory or the honor to to the the top guy because he was cheating, like who can we give it to? And they had to go down 30 yes, steps. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Number 30. Like, yes! So I, I was I was like, yeah. Icarus is an amazing documentary. Now you, you, you must s- see it. You you now have sold me this movie uh, more than any fucking trailer did. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting. It's so interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it for sure. Um, so anything else? Who won best script? Was that fucking Dallas Get Out? Get Out won best script. So you'd seen Get Out. I've only seen the trailer. I think the trailer looks fucking interesting. But but tell me, it you, is interesting. It. it is an interesting movie. Mm-hmm. I, I'll give it that. I, I think it is a horror movie. It's a really good horror movie. Mm-hmm. And where the one of the main factors is race. And I think and what's interesting to me, in my opinion, is that that is the only reason it's in Oscar company. It is well acted. It is well directed. The dialogue is good and, and snappy. But there's nothing really extraordinary about it other than it's a really good horror movie. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting, different about it, is that it's about race. Okay. That is the, the X factor of the movie. Yeah, which is, I mean, in the backdrop of the Oscars So White from two years ago. Yes. Uh, it makes perfect fucking sense. It, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I don't but, but, deny the movie the fucking Oscar. Well, okay, but, fine. But, I mean, don't don't you, though? I mean, may, maybe I, I'm I, wrong, I, I mean, to what degree is it is it on the list of nominees because of race? If it was a movie about, like, white people doing stuff yeah, with white people, cause, cause would I, it be nominated? Yeah, because I, I, I thought about this. Like, can you remake... Can you, like... How easily can you make another version of that movie where it's like the same basic things happening, but the X factor is gone? And I think you can do that. Yeah. And I think you, do, you can do it and not change very much at all. Some things have to change, but not much. Yeah. 
I mean, I, and, I, I, I yeah. And it would still be a good creepy horror movie. Mm, mm. But something triggers, like, there's like this white family, and they have black servants, and they explicitly talk about that in the movie. Like, the, the, the Lord of the Mansion is white, and he, he gets introduced to his daughter's black boyfriend. And he tells the black man, he's like, I know how this looks. I, I, I know how it looks. <laughs> like, the gardener is he, a black old man. My, 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 my maid is black, and I'm a, I'm a white guy. Like, I know how this looks. So they make a point out of it. And the dude is like, I don't know, I don't, I don't fucking care. But then the creepy things start happening. And that's when the movie differs because it's really well... Like, I would have liked to see a traditional horror movie shot by the, directed by this guy. Because he chooses angles and moves the camera in ways that I haven't really seen before mm-hmm, in, this type, in this type of movie. Right. Um, he zooms in like when you don't expect him to zoom in. And he makes shit happen in the background, like two characters are talking. But if you look past them and look at what fucking what, what the what the fuck is that? She's doing something in the background, mm-hmm. and it's the maid standing there. Don't doesn't do what she's like a maid is doing. She's standing like out of focus in the background, staring at them. Mm. And when you start to realize what's going on in the movie. That becomes super fucking creepy. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And then again, and also, th- let's also remember this. The premise is kind of silly. It's kind of silly. <laughs> like, well, I haven't seen it. I mean, but... Like, okay, spo- tiny spoilers. But this family, the, the, the wife of this family is hypnotizing black people to, to make them like... Obedient, okay. they're like captures. They're like prisoners in their own body, so to speak. Uh-huh. So, so they they have this whole thing where like he hypnotizes someone, and from their perspective, they're like start to fall, and they're like in this empty space, and like ah, and they see like a door a, a, a far away from them. She closes the door, and now they're like hers. To like command as you wish. Uh-huh. So when the maid is looking at them, there's a scene where the boyfriend is talking to the maid, and she has this creepy, super fake smile on her face, and nothing is wrong, everything is great. <laughs> and that, that actress is kind of cool because you can see shit happening between behind her eyes. That's fucking cool. That is super cool. Yeah. So the movie has super good quality. Yeah. So I mean, it's it sounds like it. It, it really but stands the as kind of silly. Yeah. Oh, well, fine. But, <laughs> but but I mean, the point is still like. Yeah, on, on the backdrop of the the Oscar so white thing, it, yeah. it makes sense that this movie might get partially be on the list because of some affirmative action thing. On the other hand, it does seem like like what you're saying is that it it, it actually does stand on some feet. It was also nominated for best actor. Uh, it was also nominated for best picture. <laughs> so was it nominated for best picture. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So huh. yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a different movie. And for that, I applaud it. it it's really cool. Um, and it's like the end is kind of super violent. Yeah. <laughs> like a horror movie should be. Oh, well, yeah. Right? Sure. But it, I mean, it is a horror movie. But I mean, do you think then that, that uh, Black Panther will be nominated next year? No. 
I don't think so. I think it will be... Oh, it would surprise me. Yeah. But I think it will definitely be among, like... Here's the thing about Black Panthers and Oscars. It com- like, movies that comes out super early in the year have, like, less of a chance to be nominated. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't think... Then again, Logan came out in March... And at least got nominated, so... Yeah, but I mean... I think that movie would have actually been nominated for more stuff had it come out, like, closer to Oscar season. Maybe, yeah, because, like, adapted screenplay, like... Yeah, but, yeah, Black Panther is interesting because I think that movie has really caught on with the Afro-American community in the U.S., Yeah, I mean, and... It it, makes sense. Yeah, but especially since, like, America has a problem with with race. Like, it's taken them so long to get anywhere, and there's still so far to go. Yes. Have you seen Brawl and Cell Block 99? No. But you have. You know anything about it? No. You gotta check out the trailer. This was such a great out-of-left-field movie. Just as easily be on this side of the table. That muscle just for sure. How's my lift stuff? Man principle. Relinquish it now. You know the difference between right and wrong. And you have a moral compass. I knew before you told me that you got an American flag and you're only propping out one one. You're a patriot. Hard to recognize him. Carissa Carpenter? It's like a, a pretty low budget movie. Brawl in Cell Block 99. Mm-hmm. It's so entertaining. <laughs> Vince Vaughn is like. <sighs> he's an actor that, that I felt for a while, but while he does a lot of comedies, he, that he could do some good drama. He's made some drama, but mm-hmm. how good is he? Like in, in this one particularly? Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, he's really freaking good. But, I mean, so he was in... Um, the other thing I was thinking about where I've seen him lately was in... Let's see if I can find it here. It was in um, a True Detective, right? Oh, the season two? two? Yeah. I haven't seen season two. Hmm? That explains it. Really good. Um, and he does a great job with, with his character in that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um Sierra, I'm trying to find it. Wow, he's really long down on the cat, far down on the cast list, considering his. He's the main character. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but so the the thing that I really liked about the movie is a little. It was a a little bit of a slow starter, Mm. and and very 
um, sort of unexpected because I'd seen a lot of great reviews for it. And, and then I went to see it, and all I knew was that it had gotten a ton of great reviews. And, you, and when you watch the trailer, you get a, an idea of what the movie's about, but it doesn't really do it justice. Like, okay. the, I would say the movie is very different from what you see in the trailer. Okay. Um, because the trailer shows, like, something very action-packed. Yeah, but well, okay, well, yeah, fine, but it's. I would say like ninety percent of the movie is just about like how he ends up, in in the situation that, the movie is about. Okay, so it's It's just a lot of setup. Yeah, but doesn't have to be bad. No, it doesn't, and it's not because that setup is really good. Okay. Um. It's it's slow and methodical, but engaging the whole time. Like I was at the the edge of my seat throughout the the whole process, um, and it's you know he ends up going to to he's turned turns to a life of crime, um, you know somewhat unexpectedly, and and then of course you know he gets busted and ends up going to prison, and it's the whole process of him, you know signing into the prison and standing in queues and. And getting his food and, you know, the, 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 all that shit. And then, and that's like 90% of the movie, but it's still super entertaining. But to make that, like, watchable, shit like that, the main character needs to be, one, like, really interesting and engaging. And also the, the actor playing that character needs to have, like, you need to be interested in, in watching that character. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they set it up really well, um, just to get you hooked on the character, sort of, and, and what's going on. And then they drag you with that teaser, you know, sort of like a lure dragging a fish, right? Yeah. So he uses that to get you all the way to this payoff, and this payoff towards the end is is very much an, an homage to these like '70s action movies, um, and it, it does it extremely well. So I, I, I thought it was a very good movie, um, very surprising movie because I it was not what I expected at all uh, because I'd only seen you know like the one trailer and then just read a lot of r- reviews where people were like yeah, yeah this movie's great I'm like all right you know it seems a little <laughs> odd but all right but yeah totally worth it all right dude anything else nah we're done to be returned soon. Alright people, have a good one. Bye. Bye.